Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Me Like Simpsons, That's Impossible, a podcast where a longtime Simpsons fan forces his girlfriend to sit through the entire show in order to try to get her to change her opinion on it. I am Ryan, I am the longtime Simpsons fan. I'm Zoe, I'm the girlfriend being forced to sit through this. Woo! And today we are nearly finished season one, actually. We're talking about episodes 11 and 12 of season one, keeping in mind that the first season of The Simpsons only had 13 episodes. Yeah, we've only got one episode left. Yeah, after these two, yeah. Yeah, oh my goodness, it's like flew in. In a good way? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, time flies when you're enjoying things, you know? Yeah, yeah, well I guess, yeah. So what do you think of The Simpsons so far? Um, From these two episodes, I enjoyed them more so than the last few. I think the pace is starting to pick up a bit now. So when you say enjoy? I was rolling my eyes less, especially at episode 12, but I still don't get the hype. Well, I knew you would like episode 12. Yeah. I knew I called it. It's one of my predictions that actually came true. Well, I, I guess Sideshow Bob is, like, obviously it's his essentially his debut yeah on the series um i always knew i would kind of like him because he's very similar vibe to myself <laughs> or just hatred yeah towards bart, <laughs> towards bart. you love bart i do now i don't love him he's you tolerate my him. least no he's my favorite simpson i guess you would say i think maggie was the when you did the uh, list see, you always i forget about always maggie. forget about maggie so we start off with episode 11 creps of wrath with a synopsis being a story about how Bart saves France after blowing up Principal Skinner's mom with a cherry bomb. That synopsis just really does not give justice to the no. actual story. Bart like, definitely that... does not save France and he no. definitely doesn't kill <laughs> Principal Skinner's he, mom. Yeah, he doesn't kill her, but like it's the fact that they've put that in the synopsis on Disney Plus anyway. It's such a minuscule part of the entire episode. Yeah. I know. So at least they, they leave more up to the imagination than... Well, what, what did you think this episode was about? I think we talked about that last time. Yeah, I think... I thought there was going to be a lot more pancakes involved than what there was. I thought I we were going to be... One. I thought we were going to be getting lots of craps with Nutella and stuff. Yeah, no, I did find it strange that it was like, oh, Bart can save France, but like the the, the other kid didn't actually come from France. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, was, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a bit... Okay, I'm I'm not... Like, I feel like they could have simplified it a lot more. So, of course, this episode's title is a reference to John Steinbeck's novel, The Grapes of Wrath. So, oh, is that John Steinbeck? Yeah, I didn't know As that either. <laughs> he wrote Of Mice and Men, right? Yep. Ah. Lenny and the Rabbits. Ah, oh, bless him. The chalkboard sketch this time is in the opening, obviously in the opening credits of yeah. The Simpsons, is garlic gum is not funny. I would enjoy garlic gum. Why? Because I love garlic. Yeah, but it stinks. Like, it would so, make your breath stink. Yeah, but it means that people would avoid me. Which I'm okay with. They already do. I have social anxiety. <laughs> the couch gag this time is the family all run onto the couch, but this time Homer pops out and lands on mm-hmm. the floor. What did you give this one? Uh, zero out of ten for laziness. Because it was a repeat? Yeah. Disappointed. Do, is there any other repeats in any other seasons? Like season two, do they mix it up? Um, Usually after this season, every episode has a different one, yeah. but there are sometimes they repeat um previously renowned ones like there are ones that not consistently get a call back to but there are ones that they do use several times but yeah. most of them are completely different okay so we open up this episode to bart walking into the simpsons house dropping all of his shit everywhere i think he just came in from school or something me yeah that, that i actually have a note say, here saying like living with you yeah i've literally wrote bart's mass equals me in my notes 
Bartman goes to feed his frog, Froggy, some flies. Which was very random. See, because Bart has a pet frog in this episode. But he never does any other time. Yeah, and he doesn't even after this episode. Yes. But I think it was a hint at the fact that a derogatory term for a Frenchman is calling them a frog. So I think... Is it? Yeah. That's so, not very nice. No, it's not. But I think... But it was the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they were they were hinting at was that Bart's going to France, as it says in the synopsis. It's still, like... See, it's little things like that. I'm like, you're wasting your time. You know how, like, before, in the previous episodes, you were like, oh, there's no title sequence because they were crunched for time? Yeah. You cut out shit like that and you aren't crunched for time. <laughs> but the... But... It's just good we set up for the episode because but then... But we never hear it again. Yeah, but we don't need to. It's a frog. No, I, I didn't like that. I would have cut that out. Unnecessary content. Okay. Well, Homer then tries to pick up all Bart's shit in the hall. Picks up a Krusty doll, but then trips on Bart's skateboard. The Krusty doll makes a weird comment. Uh, go on. I can't remember what it says, but I've just wrote in my notes, nonce. Krusty yeah. doll. It's because Krusty says, I like to play with you. Yeah, I was like, that's a bit noncy. Yeah, didn't know Jimmy Savile made dolls. No. So Homer trips on Bart's skateboard, tumbles down the stairs, lands at the bottom in a heap with his back beguckled. And of course, the Krusty doll just repeatedly says, I like to play with you. Yeah, for hours upon hours on end. Because, you know, Homer doesn't get up as fat ass. I understand he's hurt himself, but like he literally lay there for hours. He I didn't think... call for Bart. Why didn't he call for Bart? Bart's yeah. upstairs. Yeah. He just falls and goes, the boy. Well, Homer obviously tries to get Santa's little helper to go get help. Pop just ends up licking his face and falling asleep. Maggie <laughs> then crawls beside him, uh, sticks her pacifier in his mouth and just kind of chills there beside yeah. him. Eventually, well, we don't the know how long it is. The comes along too. Snowball 2 comes along. Ah, you remember Snowball 2? Yay. We're getting somewhere. Yay. So, ours, well, we assume ours later, Marge and Lisa walk in you know just the front door and just yeah. see homer lying well, there I, th- I you know a lot of times pass because the crusty doll is now the batteries are starting to go yeah but it's like it wasn't a very high quality doll in the first no, place well, to be it bloody wouldn't be because it's crusty <laughs> and it was a nonce doll it was, it was a nonce doll it was a nonce doll you said that loads i think we're like saying nonce doll <laughs> <laughs> so they obviously find homer there and it's like ah get up and he's like no i'm sore i can't move i'm so sore back fucked so he then just whispers, bring me the boy. But as Zoe mentioned, it's just kind of like... It's all very dramatic. As much as I don't want to criticise The Simpsons, yeah. Homer really could have just yelled for Bart upstairs. I think, as you didn't mean to criticise The Simpsons, I'm not trying to stick up for them, but I think it just proves Homer's laziness. Ah, uh, yeah, true. You know, he yeah, he hurt himself and stuff, but he's just so lazy. He didn't even call for Bart Marge runs upstairs to shout at Bart, tell him to clean up his room. In doing so, Bart then finds a cherry bomb in an old, like, weed case thing. Yeah, what is And decides is to bring bomb? it to school the next day. It's like a, it's, it's like an extreme bomb. firecracker. Okay. If you know what I mean. Okay. So, then it cuts to the school. Next day where they're all playing in the playground, but Skinner is obviously being a dick to all the kids in the playground, telling them yeah. to do all shit. And his mum is beside him, That's awfully so approving. Has she just like come to see what his work's like or something? It must be. Take your mother to work day. Mm-hmm. But we hear Skinner being called the loving nickname Spanky by yeah, his mum. Yeah, but, but, but sus. It's sus. It's sus. Sus of what? Just, it's like Spanky. What sort of na- Like, how did he get that nickname? Um, like, why is he not like 
mother, please do not call me that when I'm in my 60s. He did. He did say that. No, well, he, he said s- not to call him it in public. So he clearly likes it. Oh, true. Ugh, so creepy. Bart is showing all of his mates the cherry bomb in the mm-hmm. playground when Milhouse shouts that Skinner's coming. So they all line up and be all polite and Bart makes the best impression to Skinner's mother, yeah, you know, he, as you assumed. He's like, is line, line up kids. Tell or No, the mom is like, I want to see these little boys. Like, who, who are they? What's your names? And they all line up and say, like, introduce themselves. It was at this point I realized going through all of their names how much of a bizarre name Milhouse is. Yeah. And I think I brought this up to you. I was like, I've just realized how strange a name Milhouse is. You, well, Why you, is he called Milhouse? Well, you did bring this up to me. Yeah. So I, I looked it up to find if there was a oh, reason for it. Like, what does it mean? Is it an actual, like, Milhouse? No. Okay. <laughs> so Milhouse was named after President Nixon because Richard Nixon, because his right. middle name was Milhouse, but it's like without Mil- an E at Mil- the end Hus? and with only one, yeah, Milhouse. Okay. With only one L and no E at the end. Yeah. And the name in Mac Raining's, like, quote in verbatim is, it is the most unfortunate name he could think of for a kid because Milhouse was just meant to be that kid. Spanky's a pretty unfortunate name, though. Yeah, that's a nickname. Milhouse <laughs> is his still, name. That is unfortunate. What's his surname? Van Houten. Oh, that's unfortunate, too. Like that as a full name. Yeah. Milhouse Van Houten. Yeah. Bless. So years earlier though, during, in 1986 in a Life in Hell comic, do you know that comic with the white bunny that I keep telling you about that yes. Mac Raining did? Yes, you reference that a lot. Well, it says, it's a book he's reading called What to Name a Baby. What to Name the Baby, sorry. Okay. And Groening listed Milhouse as a name, quote unquote, no longer recommended. Yeah, I, I think that's common sense. Like, yeah. you don't need to write that in a book. Yeah. So we then cut to the boys' bathroom where Bart decides to basically light the cherry bomb down the toilet, flush it, and it causes all the toilets in the bathrooms no, to explode. But he lights it to do something else, but then when he hears that Skinner's coming, that's when he throws it down the toilet, is it not? No, no, he just oh. he just wants to throw it down the toilet. I thought anyway. it was like a case of him like flushing his drugs. <laughs> no, no, he literally was just like, I'm just going to flush this down the toilet that's so uncreative though it's like i'm gonna light this firecracker and then i'm going to put it in water yeah that's what i thought surely it wouldn't go off no it wouldn't once again it was shit well unbeknownst to bart and the lads skinner's mother was in the next door girl's bathroom and gets a free aqua colonoscopy oh what's her name Uh, agnes agnes yeah i've written in my notes like i wasn't sure of her name but i just wrote hi i'm agnes this is extreme bidet. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> it's just what it reminded me of. The, the, the poor woman. That must have wrecked well, the back end. Well, in later seasons, Agnes is, like, her personality is vastly different to her demeanor in this. Because she's really lovely in this episode. And, you know, she's oh, a kind old woman. does it just change her opinion completely? Well, in a DVD audio commentary, Matt Groening actually offers the theory that the reason why she is so mean is because of that prank yeah <laughs> the bart did i would totally agree i don't blame her at all because after that episode she is like really mean and ruthless to skinner and just she's just a horrible person does she not call him spanky anymore i actually don't think she does <laughs> he lost his nickname well at least bart did Seymour. There. yeah it's always seem Seymour. Uh, that's me going off the the steamed hams clip that i love so dearly the house is on fire. No, mother is just the mother with the lights. 
we go back to the Simpson household where Homer is lying on the couch as he obviously can't move because his back's still fucked. Yeah. He's ringing this little bell to get Marge's attention to do everything for him. That reminded me of the night before we watched this episode and you weren't feeling well. And what? I was going, I was getting you wee drinks. I didn't have a bell. No, you might as well have though. Ah, true. <laughs> before the doorbell goes, to which obviously Homer rings the bell again to get Marge to answer it, Marge opens the door to find Principal Skinner yes. holding Bart by his ear. But I had a problem with this entire scene, the okay. one previous as well, to okay. Homer lying on the sofa. Right. That entire set background <laughs> yeah. was incorrect. Yeah, it was, yeah. So Homer was lying. For those who haven't seen it, I urge you to watch this episode purely to see how someone messed up really bad. And so Homer's lying on the brown sofa that we all know and love, but behind him, there's like an archway and there is the brown sofa sitting across from the TV. So So he's technically just lying at the front door in the hallway where this is supposed to be. No, no, no. Right. So it's all wrong. The famous, the famous couch. Yes. With where the gags happen and the purple TV. Yes. When you're facing that couch... The kitchen's to the left, mm-hmm. the back door's to the left, yes. and to the right is the sitting room. Yeah. That's where Homer was lying. No, it wasn't. He was in the hall. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. No. Homer was lying no, on no. that sitting room sofa. I don't care. Right? Behind him is meant to be the front door and the stairs. Now, what had happened was someone had obviously got confused at the layout and thought that the behind As that... a layout artist, I'm so triggered. Well... Someone messed up bad. Behind that is meant to be you know the front door and the Mm -hmm. stairs but what had happened was in this episode it's actually the famous couch gag room with the kitchen behind that and to the left is the stairs which isn't and the front door which just isn't the layout of the simpsons house all incorrect it really messed me up i was just like this is horrible like someone really really was not they must have done like an all-nighter or something and we're not concentrating or either there wasn't a set drawn at that point or something and they didn't have it from that angle so they just gave up and thought no one would notice but here we are how many years later and i've lost sleep over it 30 years later (laughs) and you have noticed yeah and you're not the first to notice either no it's so do your job so when marge opens the door finds principal skinner holding bart by his ear bart is just like nah fuck this and runs upstairs but then principal skinner obviously goes into the sitting room (laughs) <laughs> in, where, quotation marks, in quotation sitting room where homer is lying down you laughed when homer says that he can't get up because the boy crippled him and skinner goes mm, i understand completely you yeah. actually laughed at that bit yeah so i just add that note in because um it doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. skinner then has a sit down with marge and homer tells them about the incident in the toilets and that bart's behavior is running rampant something needs to be done i just thought about filthy frank with that it's time to stop yeah literally Skinner considers deportation. <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's like, right, my mother is in hospital getting her cornhole sewn up. And it's because of your son. And I know I want him deported. Can you deport someone from their own country? Uh, I think so. Like, if, if they've committed a crime, can you send them to another country and go, it's your problem now? I don't surely See, not surely you would just put them in jail like i don't yeah. i've never i don't think i've ever heard like he of he would have that. just went to juvie or something yeah but homer obviously wants to hear him out because <laughs> he thinks this is a great idea because his broken back in quotation marks skinner explains to homer and marge that it's not 
proper deportation. It's a foreign exchange program where Bart would go to France and it doesn't cost them a dime as long as they take a kid. It so would cost them a dime like in the real world. Yeah. So they're not actually getting a French kid though. They're getting an Albanian to which Homer replies, you mean all white with pink eyes? Oh, it was so funny. He thought he meant albino. You actually said this was a good joke. Like it was just a good it observational. Was, it was just really like Homer's so stupid. Like so stupid. Um, but why weren't they getting a French kid? I don't know. That didn't make sense to me. I was like, that's just like another one of those things that you put in that does that you didn't have to. Like, Bart could have went to Albania. I think when we go through this episode a bit longer, we'll see why they chose Albania. Yeah. And I'll be able to talk a bit, but then bit more why about the end. France? Because maybe it was just easier as a, an know. idea. I have questions for Matt Groening. Mm. A lot of questions. Well, Marge and Homer are up for this, but need to see if Bart would like this idea. Marge goes upstairs, but Bart is talking to his frog. And yeah, this is like, why the fuck does he have a frog? Well, right. This is this is the thing. He says, "Ah, the life of a frog. That's the life for me." And oh, so it's an actual reference to oh, he's going to France. Yes, because as I said earlier, frog is a crude derogatory slang for so a Frenchman. That entire thing was, was just a pun just on the fact that yeah. So it, that <laughs> frog in The Simpsons in season one is essentially what Quicksilver was in One Division. Yeah just there for a joke yeah great bart loves the idea of going to france though all excited so it's all agreed that he's going to france and skinner and homer obviously despite his bad back jump up and high five each other bon voyage boy literally so we then cut to the airport where the whole family is seeing bart off lisa is raging at this apparently and it's like what do you know about france it's like yeah, shut up lisa young cultured swine i was just like when has lisa ever mentioned france yeah, exactly she doesn't know shit she makes it out as if she's knows everything about everything oh, she irritates me so much homer gives bart a good talking to that he's representing his country when he's over there don't mess up france the way you messed up your room and then uh while they're waiting there obviously the plane's waiting to get take off so bart literally gets fucked into the plane by the attendant literally mm -hmm. yeeted into his seat mm -hmm. why was the inside of this plane the size of wembley stadium did you notice how many seats there were in this plane? It's a it's a Boeing seven like, four seven. No, but it was like a <laughs> Boeing triple seven four seven. Like it was bloody huge. It was a seven four eight. Yeah. So then cut to Tirana, Albania, where in the Albanian airport, it's basically just a mirror image of this kid, um, basically just being told by by his family. But it's like exactly the mirror image of yeah. the Simpsons doing it, mm -hmm. um, except. The kids obviously getting a bit more love from the family yeah. than what Bart got from the Simpsons. Yeah. Bart arrives in France where this big, tall, thin, sideshow bob-looking motherfucker has his name on a sign, gets on his wee motorcycle cart thing, side, you know, like the sidecar, yeah. and goes to the place that he's staying. Now, on the way to the chateau, because at this point, Bart thinks he's staying... <laughs> Thought Dick and Angel were yeah, coming he in th here. <laughs> thinks he's staying in this massive mansion. Bart and... Right, I'm going to butcher this you can but bart and the and the guy he's cycling with drive past famous paintings famous like several oh Mon like the monet's bridge one with the tiger lilies and stuff yeah right yeah. so i'm gonna butcher these names of the paintings but i'll try mm. so you got bassin o nymphias by monet champ de bleu or cube by vincent van gogh les rêves 
by Pablo Picasso and Dejeuner sur l'herbe by Manet. And I mean, I've got to say, my GCSE French really came in handy there. I think, so you, I think you did extremely well. So Bart looks at the front of the wine bottle, which has the Chateau Maison on it, and thinks, obviously, it's this luxurious mansion. Puts it, he just drops the bottle and looks up. Ends up being a dump where one of these French dudes, Cesar, is talking to a donkey, Morris, as in the donkey's called Morris, yeah. telling him that the American boy will be doing all the labor from now on. It turns out Bart was riding with the guy Ugolin. So it's Caesar and Ugolin mm-hmm. is the two guys that are like kind of looking after him. Yeah. But Bart obviously shits himself because he's he's told by Ugolin and his uncle Caesar mm-hmm. <laughs> that all the work he has to do at the place and that he will basically be yeah. a slave this whole time. He like isn't learning anything essentially. He's just being used as like a farm boy. Yeah. He's tending to the rabbits what Lenny always wanted to do. <laughs> so Caesar and Ugolin are the winemakers, which is why apparently this fancy mansion was on the front of the fr- of the wine bottle mm-hmm. that Bart thought he was staying in. But it's literally a shack. Mm-hmm. But these two winemakers are actually named after the peasants from the 1986 French films Jean de Florette and Manon de Source. Again, I have completely butchered those. <laughs> uh, according to the producer George Meyer, that they that's what they were named after. Fun. It goes to the Simpsons then, at the airport, waiting for the Albanian kid, Adil, who comes off the plane kissing and hugging them and greeting them all affectionately, which is obviously very different from uh, what Bart would do with them. Mm-hmm. So their Homer's like, ooh, very affectionate Albanian kid. Yeah. Back to France. By the way, this is a keep going back and forth between France and, and, America. and America, where the Frenchmen are getting Bart Tiny. to do all the labor, going through his belongings, like thinking they're rich. stomping on the wine. Yeah, he's crushing stuff. grapes and stuff, yeah. which which actually then leads back to it being called crepes of wrath, like yeah. the grapes of wrath. Yeah. Um, then goes to like Springfield Elementary, where Principal Skinner is making a speech saying to welcome their, <laughs> quote-unquote, backwards neighbors, which is, of course, how they view anyone outside of their country. Yeah. So Adele then makes a speech about how he's required to hate Americans, but he doesn't feel it in his heart. And then they all applaud him. Yeah. It's like, but he just insulted all of you. I think this links back to what you were saying earlier. Why didn't Bart, why didn't the kid, you know, just come from France? But I think it's because... Do France have better relations with America? I think so. I'm not 100% sure. Well, then they shouldn't have just had him going to France. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they wanted to do that, though, because... Because of the grapes of wrath i assume is set in france i don't know because i haven't read it or maybe they're not allowed to do it because if they went to if he went to albania it would be the kids parents taking him in and they wouldn't really allow him to like as a family then abuse, to then be abused them, whereas... because he is like a very polite kid and stuff yeah so like he hasn't been brought up in like a very strict like horrible household yeah so yeah. it like makes not much sense yeah so then back to Bart doing the chores and then back again to the Simpsons house where Adele and Lisa are having an argument at the dinner table where Adele is saying America can't be free because 1% of the population shouldn't control 95% of the wealth. And Lisa's saying, but there's freedom of speech. Who's, whose side are you on in this argument? His, like... I mean, he does have a good point. He to has be fair. a good point. But like, she also has a good point. But like, there's a difference between freedom of speech that some people take it and just hatred. Which 2020 has shown us a lot of. Yeah, true. Um, and the past four years have shown us a lot of. Homer gets them to make up, shake hands, but Adele clears the table, does all the washing. This is showing clearly 
the difference between Adil and Bart yeah. because Homer clearly loves Adil more because he's doing shit tons more yeah, work than Bart. Yeah, he's doing work because then Homer then doesn't have to fucking do it. Yeah, that's why he loves him. Yeah, is he shy? <laughs> so it cuts to Bart then trying to go to sleep on a bale of hay. Oh, bless him. I actually really felt for Bart in this one. I actually was going to uh, ask you because I yeah. have a note saying, do you feel sorry for Bart I yet? did feel sorry for Bart because it's like, yeah, he played a prank and everything. But like, obviously, because we don't, we see in this one episode, it's like, yeah, he leaves his stuff around. He doesn't clean his room. Marge tells him to clean it. He then doesn't. But like, you then deport him. But you don't know where you're sending him to. And he ends up getting, like, emotionally and, like, physically not taken care of. Neglected entirely. Yeah, completely neglected. Like, to the point where, isn't it when he's trying to sleep on the hay bale? And they're like, no, that's for the donkey, not for you. You sleep in the corner. And then he doesn't even have any hay to sleep on. No, he's just sleeping on the ground because the donkey Morris steals the the hay. And also, for dinner, Bart just had a turnip. Yeah. I like, hate turnips. It wasn't even cooked. It was just a raw Yeet. turnip. Yeet. Homer is then tucking Adele into bed and he's like, oh, you can call me dad. Ew. Not not that type. No. Adele wants to see, <laughs> though, where... Not just a nonce-crusty doll. No. It's no. a nonce-Homer. Adele wants to see where Homer works, though, and wants to see the, the nuclear power plant. This is when I realized there was something sus going on. Because he was too interested in this power plant and stuff. Like, can I come and see work with you, Dad, and stuff? And I was like, it feels a bit sus. Well, actually, it is. Because, obviously, Homer then says, yeah, of course, it's really amazing. Like, Bart never wants to see where I work. Adele then replies with the, excellent, and, like, taps his fingers together. Yeah, I wrote, I was just like, but that's Mr. Burns' line. How dare you? Well, I I knew that. I knew it was Mr. Burns' line. Look at me. Look at you knowing things. Look at me knowing things. The only like reason that I know that is because I have this memory of like an a scene in The Simpsons that made me laugh where it's something about like Mr. Burns is in like a tank and he goes, excellent, and then puts on like his mixtape and it's meant to be his evil music. Yeah. But then it starts playing Waterloo by ABBA. And I have the really like vivid memory of that from a kid. I love that episode. Excellent. Waterloo. <laughs> but Mr. Burns hasn't actually done that yet in, oh, in really? the series. So I think Adele started that, <laughs> technically. That, I, don't, that... I don't think Mr. Burns has done that yet. No, that makes me feel uncomf- uncomfy. We then cut to the next day where obviously Bart's taking grapes off branches, but then Adele and Homer are walking around the nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adele goes, can I see your uh, plutonium isolation module? But Homer's like, the fuck's that, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's go see that. <laughs> So he has to ask Lenny to find out what it is first and then go see it. Between this, this is obviously where we get the cutbacks between Bart getting treated like shit, trying to then steal one of the grapes to be able to actually eat. eat, And he gets his back slapped and called an ungrateful swine. But then it just goes to them back to Adil and he's taking photos everywhere. And I think this is where you did go, hmm... Something mm-hmm. sus about him. Mm-hmm. If we were playing Among Us, mm-hmm. he would be shafted. I would vote him. Bart is then squashing grapes with his feet in a bucket saying he hates France. And back again to the Simpsons house where it pans from down from above Homer and Marge's bed. 
this was disgusting. They have a framed photo of that kid. Yeah. That I assume has probably taken the place of a photo of Bart. Yeah. That's really sad. Like, that's actually disgusting. Also, does that mean that they made him pose, like, as a photo? Or did he bring a photo where he's like, I want my American parents to have a photo of me? Or, like, were they like, oh, he's such a good kid. Can you stand there? We'll take a photo of you. And then put a framed photo of you above our bed. Non's behavior. Marge makes Homer say that he misses Bart. But Homer then makes Marge say, right, but you have to admit that it deals great and is the best. And, home, and, and Marge the kind best. of agrees. Oh, Jesus. Well, like, maybe not the best, that, but that he's a great kid. Yeah, like, I was gonna say the best. Like, you would still have a preference over your own child, surely. You Apparently would still Homer prefer doesn't. your own kid. That is, it's because he's a shit parent. <laughs> so, <laughs> it cuts to a deal then in Bart's treehouse with like a full spy setup, sending a fax across to somewhere. We obviously don't know it yet. But then he sang through a mic in Albanian, with the translation being Sparrow to Nest, standby for transmission. And it turns out Adele is faxing photos of the power plant back to Albania for top secret like, spy research. This is what I was saying to you. I was like, why are Albania going to give a shit about a nuclear power plant in Springfield? Yeah. Like, I just don't see why they would care about Springfield. Unless, like, obviously it's a nuclear power plant. Like, I don't know how far... Do they try to blow it up? Uh, or is no. it just for research? Because I, I was gonna think say it's for research. Oh, see that doesn't make sense to me. It's not like the FBI have any ties in Springfield. See, I don't know because I don't know the history of Albania and America if there even is a history. So yeah. I can't comment on that. Yeah. So I need to do a bit of research on that okay. to see if there was actually any history between Albania and um America for there for this yeah. to actually make much sense. Yeah. Maybe it was in the 90s, and that's why this yeah. was, like, prominent in the news. Yeah. Anyway. So Bart is uh, <laughs> sitting on the bale of hay. I think he got it this night. Yeah, that's good. he was spoiled. He must have done good work. He did. He must have. But he's, he's coughing. His feet are literally stained purple because oh, of the, so the grapes. He's very sick and hungry, reading a letter from his mum, making him cry, because... It basically is saying how great they're getting on and everything. Yeah. Marge just likes to talk about herself, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, I mean, she we, didn't it... ask once how he was. She was just like, haven't heard from you. You must be having a great time. I was like, don't assume. He's literally being abused. Yeah. Marge. Yeah. Go down it. Looks like. So it goes to the next day where Caesar and Ugalan are adding antifreeze to wine that's been fermenting for three days in order to sell it. And give it the right amount to kick. I had no idea why they were doing this as a kid. This, and I now realise. This made me laugh because you know I listen to like a lot of true crime stuff yeah. and things. And there is a story about, I think his name is Michael Malloy. I'm not sure. Like I can't really remember. But there is a story about a man who these guys try to kill to get the insurance money. To obviously make money through his death. But he was an alcoholic and they feed him antifreeze to kill him because it's really fucking strong, isn't it? Yeah, it's poisonous. And he literally drinks like an entire bottle of it. And his reply is, Jesus, that was that's a strong bottle there. And he doesn't die. It doesn't kill him because his body is so used to the alcoholism. It's a really cool story. It's really funny. And he's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, this particular scenario was um the choice of antifreeze as an adulterant uh, to the wine 
was actually a nod to the 1985 diethylene glycol wine scandal. So this was actually being done. It actually done. happened. Yeah, and they based this on that, which was only f- a couple of years, about five years before this episode aired. Yeah. Bart sees them through the window in the in the freezing cold because he sneezes and then he's in the freezing cold and Caesar then notices him through the window and was like, ah, shit, he saw us. Yeah. So he then calls Bart in, calls him to drink the wine, you know, because he says in France they can drink wine when they're 12. Yeah. That's true, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, mm. it... I think it's more, it's not like binge drinking or going to bars or whatever. I think it's like with your meal. Yeah. You can have a glass of wine or something. It's just like traditional. Yeah. Well, real human tested wine because Bart drinks it. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And they're like, right, okay, so go get some more antifreeze. Mm-hmm. So Bart then has to cycle out in the pissing rain. Looks obviously homeless with no shoes on and freezing. Yeah. And Bart approaches the policeman for help, but the policeman obviously can't speak English. So Bart mm-hmm. is just stuck. He he gives him gum or something. Or yeah, like he gives some him a sweet. sort of sweet thing because he's like, oh, it's a homeless kid. Here, have a sweet. But that's, I got a bit confused because tell, right, tell them what happens after he eats the sweet. <laughs> and then tell me what you thought as a kid watching this episode and what you thought as a kid is what I thought happened. So. Bart walks away getting annoyed at himself because he can't speak French and he's been there for two months. But he goes, I can't speak French and I've been here for the past two months. And he just starts then speaking like fluent French. like actual fluent French. So what I thought as a kid was this was some sort of magic fucking gum that made him speak French. I thought it was the sweet that the guy gave him. Like in some way he was like, oh, I can't work out what this kid's saying. Here, have this gum and it will translate everything. And all I could think of was I need that for my GCSEs. Like I need (laughs) that. But genuinely thought that was the reason why he could speak French. But it's just because it was a coincidence that he gave him gum and then he just it just clicked with him that that's okay he can actually speak yeah, french it was nothing to do with um <laughs> obviously nothing to do with the gum yeah so bart then runs up because obviously he realized he can speak french and tells the policeman everything even about the antifreeze to which the policeman takes his hand takes him to safety then cuts to the homer at the family's house the homer the homer at the family's house <laughs> to which he tells marge that he brought more stuff home <laughs> from the power plant for idea for a deal which is like super illegal stuff <laughs> Then he hears a full SWAT team outside of Flanders house and Homer obviously wants to see what's up. So they says they've pinpointed a spy leaking US secrets to this exact address. Well, yeah. close enough. Close enough. They break into Flanders house as Adil is in the treehouse trying to send a last minute emergency message. Yeah. Drops the mic out, gets heard by everyone and then gets swarmed because they realize, oh shit, that's him. Well, yeah, because Homer's standing outside and he's like, hey, Adil, come see what's going on. This this is the Albanian kid that I've been looking after to like all of the SWAT men. And then that's when they're like, oh shit, that's who it is. This was like, a strange episode. And then they're like, a foreigner, get yeah, him. Yeah. It, oh, I know they so finally cringe. add a foreign character in and of course he's a spy. Yeah. And then the other two foreign characters neglected oh. and abused it's the, one of it's, the main Simpsons it's characters. the 90s, like, isn't it? Like, it's just, oh, Jesus Christ. Bart is with the French policeman as Caesar and Ugolin are being arrested for their crimes. And Bart then basically gets a medal from the mayor and that's the whole Bart saves France. I don't know how he saved France. Yeah, but he definitely it was a bit dramatic. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, Bart saved France. And it's like, he he did what now? So then we cut back to the airport in Springfield. 
where a deal is being exchanged for an American spy that got caught in Albania. So maybe it's not that bad. Maybe no, it's not about the foreign I think characters. At, at the end, they make it very. Um, yeah, we did uh, too. <laughs> we we did it just as bad. So Homer is waving goodbye to Adil, basically near crying, saying he's going to send him the civil defense plans that he wanted. <laughs> See, Fucks. it's funny. You it's laugh. So annoying. He's so stupid. Like, why does he think he's getting deported? Uh. Oh, Bart or Homer, oh, all of them. <laughs> Bart's plane then arrives. He's all happy coming out because he actually then had a good time. I think he stayed there for another month. He the door opens and he's holding a bag with like a baguette. Yeah, and stuff. That's why you, that's why you have like... to bring someone. You come back from France, a baguette, <laughs> a baguette, and some brie, maybe some wine. Well, he, well, he did bring a bunch of um gifts for the rest of the family. He what gave... he gives Lisa is awesome. I've literally wrote right. Tell tell the people what everyone tell the gets. people. I'll tell, tell I will tell the people. What the people. Gets. So, Bart's French gift to Maggie is a reference to La Ballon Rouge, which is a red balloon. He literally just gives her a red balloon, mm-hmm. but it's a, a short French children's film, so it's a reference to it, or it's a reference to it. <laughs> That's but, in the movie It, but it, yeah, but it wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anyway. Homer is opening a bottle of champagne, but Lisa has a small guillotine. Yeah. A wee tiny small like toy guillotine. I've literally wrote in my notes, Ryan, if you ever go to Paris and don't bring me back a mini guillotine replica, I will be so angry. Well, this is the thing. In the 1790s, this was a very popular toy used to decapitate dolls and small rodents. That's what kids small used, rodents. That's what kids used to play with. And they wonder why we have serial killers. Well, yeah. Homer hears Bart calling him a buffoon French. He pops the champagne, shouting, my boy speaks French. And the episode ends with everyone being all happy and Bart's just trauma and mm-hmm. of being neglected is just... I'm waiting for whatever. Bart to turn into, like, the Gapia kid, where he's like, um, during my year in, Fran- in France, I learned this, and I had a French girlfriend, and she was like this. She's not like this country. And you know, like, those people who start to roll their eyes at their own country because yeah. they spent a year somewhere else? Yep. I'm waiting for Bart to become that. But I know he doesn't because they don't refer back to any of the episodes and what people learned from them. Well, how many plutonium isolation modules would you give it out of 10? fuck's sake. You know what? I would give this one seven. Seven? Five for the stereotypes. (laughs) (laughs) But seven for uh, in comparison to what the last episodes have been. This was an entertaining one. Okay. So you did actually kind of enjoy this one. It kept your attention at least. As far as season one Simpson go, Simpsons go, yes. Well, what did you think of Little Adil? I didn't get to know much about him. It yeah, was just a, a case of... Not even a spy. Yeah, but that, Sparrow. Was, that was it. Like, he didn't have much personality. It was just a case of he comes to America, jumps straight in there, and that's it. We didn't... I guess we got to see how him and Lisa got on and stuff. I don't know. I liked him. It's just the fact that, yeah, I don't know. Well, you actually felt bad for Bart this episode. Yeah, it did actually. But like, who wants a kid, like a 10 year old to go alone to like, this is from what I know, I assume that like, and based on what seems to be the thing in America is that they don't leave their country very often. Like when you go to, when you go on holiday. You probably fly to Florida or Miami, which is in Florida, <laughs> like <laughs> California or something. Or Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Your dick. 
Um, but then, so his first experience of like a country outside of his own is just awful. But then when all that passes, he, you know, somehow saved France just by, like, Maybe if I go to France and I call out someone for like, dealing drugs does that mean i get a medal <laughs> maybe he did more that he didn't show yeah, I don't know. maybe I he went on like a, a spree of like saving france yeah that we just they just didn't who knows show. he said he became like bart boy and was he became like bartman bartman that's actually then... his superhero alias is it yeah i'm not so, taking the piss so it turns alias. out that alias comes earlier than intended and mm. he saves most of france bartman saves france yeah that's literally like at the end of Ratatouille, uh, Remy getting a medal for saving France. He should have. <laughs> he should have, I he agree. Should've. I agree. Did this episode change your opinion on any of the characters at all? Um, no, because Homer is the worst. Um, Marge just fucking framed a photo of a child that wasn't hers and put it up on their bed. I think um, that was Homer's day. Lisa was literally just like, oh, what does Bart know about France when she hasn't fucking mentioned it once and she's even a dick when he comes home too um and yeah I, I guess Bart really I've I've pitied him and I never thought I would mm. do you think that pity will run through like, the rest of the episodes I don't know I pitied him more in this one than I did when he was getting bullied because hmm. it was worse ah true it was it was bully and neglect like at least yeah. he was getting fed when he was yeah. being bullied by his family and had somewhere to sleep exactly Caesar and Ugolin actually appear 17 years later in the Simpsons game. I know you've never played the Simpsons game before. Oh, so it's not hit and run? No, no, no. Oh. It's it's in the game, the Simpsons game, oh. which came out um, just about the same time as the movie did. Oh. It's the level, the medal of Homer. And it's, I really like that level. I actually love the whole game. But during the gameplay, they are your enemies. But in the ending cutscene, they're your allies because you have protected France. You saved France. <laughs> That's so Homer a, then saves France. Yeah. As a reward, though, they give you a royal French painting with the ha the flying hellfish logo. You won't know what that is yet, but that is a thing that comes in one of the later seasons. It's a fantastic episode. Okay. Cool. So moving on to episode 12 of season one, which is Krusty Gets Busted. The synopsis being Bart's TV hero Krusty the Clown is arrested for robbery and Homer must testify against him in court. So, yeah. Yeah. I had my predictions to you before this episode started. Yeah, because you did. I knew it was gonna result in in telling me why the um I was gonna say Ronald McDonald, <laughs> a sideshow <laughs> Bob. A sideshow Bob. <laughs> it, I knew that this episode was gonna tell me why sideshow Bob hates Bart so much because I always thought it was that Bart exposed him for something or that he was already in jail and got him to stay in jail or something like that so i was interested to see why but i think what what did i say to you during this episode what do you mean what did you say like to me? what was my prediction uh your well the prediction in the in our oh, in our last episode mm -hmm. was that you said crusty's gonna do something or, or that and then he's going to blame Sideshow Bob yeah, for it. Yeah, something like that. And then during the episode, I thought that the whole part, or no, the whole part where <laughs> Homer has to testify in court, I thought he was then going to say it was Sideshow Bob instead of Krusty. Yeah. But that was because of Bart, because you... I was so convinced that everything, like you everything about Krusty was bad. You were wrong. I know. And 
we I am very excited to talk about this episode because this it's is one of your favorites, isn't it? It has to be the best episode of season one. I would say it is, in my opinion. As Obviously, well. there's only one more episode they left fall- after this. Yeah, which was the meant to be the first episode. Okay, but this episode is is definitely up there as the one of the top in, in season one. I would yes. say it is the top in season one. Yes, it's the top for the fact that just Kelsey Grammer is in it. Yeah. If, for those of anyone that doesn't know, Kelsey Grammer is the voice of Sideshow Bob. Yes. And you will hear it when you oh, when you now have that. Bob. Think of Frasier when yeah. he comes on. It's great. And it just clicks. So during the opening of this episode, again, we start with the normal Simpsons intro. The chalkboard gag this time is they are laughing at me, not with me. Story of my life. Same. Couch gag then is family all run under the couch. This time it's Maggie that pops up into the air and Marge catches her. Now... Zero out of ten. Yeah. I, I mean, I can predict it at this point because we've yeah. seen that one before. So is the last one different or is there one in the last one because it was meant to be the first? You know what? I can't remember. Okay. We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> so we start off this episode with Krusty the Clown in uh, in the Krusty the Clown show. Yes. Where basically he drives in in a wee small car like clowns do. Typical and, clown yeah, vibes. Yeah. And then shouts to the kid. Not the nonce in the previous episode. No. But it's just typical clown vibes. A little bit less nonce Well... He did a wee bit. come out of the car and the first thing he says is, who do you love to the kids? Yeah. So, um, and but... how much do you love me with all our hearts? And what would you do if I went off the air and the kids all shout, we kill ourselves. Yeah. I, I wrote my notes, me, when Mindhunter got cancelled. <laughs> love a bit of dark humour. So. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Savile vibes. So we can see Bart, Lisa and Maggie are, all, are sitting at home watching the show and charting as well. A kid then comes on in front of the audience and Krusty wishes her a happy birthday. I think her name was Brittany. Not a recurring character. It's just, just that is just her. One off. Gives her a choice of a birthday song or shooting Sideshow Bob out of a cannon. Bob obviously reluctantly gets pushed into the cannon because of course that's what the girl's going to pick. To which he gets fired out. Basically the cannon shits backwards and he rolls out smoldering and on fire yeah i loved the animation of him slipping out of the cannon why it was really floppy and just really fluid and nice i was like that's probably the best animation i've seen in this show so far (laughs) nine out of ten i give it (laughs) and you have been slandering the animation quality i I liked the, the fluidity of him slipping out of the cannon it was very good very good whoever did that very good nine out of ten yes would flop again. Would flop again. Krusty then shouts, don't blame me, I didn't do it. And all the kids laugh and it's like his um, slogan, you know, that I didn't do it, which is actually kind of foreshadowing whenever, uh, it's a later episode, obviously you won't get this reference, but it's a later episode where Bart has a, as a, as a catchphrase where it's, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And all the kids laugh and it's this whole thing and he gets like his own part on the Krusty Klein show because mm-hmm. he said that. Yeah. But actually, I just realized you would have seen the meme. Do you know the one where Bart's sitting in the class and everyone's staring at him and it looks like he says something and all, everyone cheers? No. Have you not seen that meme? No, the only one I've seen is, you know, Lisa doing the presentation. Oh, right, yeah. And then Homer <laughs> slipping into the hedge and stuff. Well, that meme, the one I said about Bart, yeah. is from that episode. Bart then says, comedy, thy name is Krusty. And uh, this is actually a reference to the Hamlet line by Shakespeare, obviously. Mm-hmm. Frailty, thy name is woman, which yes. I've never heard before. i never read Hamlet before. I've never read Hamlet. I like Macbeth. I'm a fan of Macbeth. I don't like Shakespeare because it was forced on me as a kid Bitch. at GCSE. Shakespeare's a good guy, kind of. Krusty then says it's time for the Itchy and Scratchy show. Itchy and Scratchy show. Bum, bum, bum. 
See, I'm learning. Yes, you are. This one's called Burning Love, where itchy shit scratchy with a firearm. Like, that's it. There's no other... Yeah. Nothing like, else I know happens. we were saying it's based on Tom and Jerry, but yeah. I do get more uh, Roadrunner and Coyote vibes. Wiley mm. Coyote. Yeah. Of course, it is based on old Tom and Jerry Tom cartoons, and Jerry, except yeah. just more <laughs> visceral. Yeah. Their names, however, were inspired by the 1958 cartoon Pixie and Dixie. Ah, yes. So, obviously, itchy and scratchy. Itchy and scratchy. Marge walks in saying the show was obviously terrible with senseless violence and Bart says his mum wouldn't get it. And Lisa replies that if cartoons were made for adults, they put them on at prime time. Yeah. And you gave me a dirty look when that was... Yeah, because I was like, that's so meta. It was yeah. ridiculous. But I wrote in my notes, hence why Family Guy isn't on at prime time because it's with people with zero sense of humour. <laughs> it's for no one. Yeah. It's for people that should be sleeping but can't. <laughs> at 3am when you wake up and it's like, it seems today. <laughs> the amount of times I've woke up and my TV's just been playing Family Guy. It cuts to Homer then at his work, eating a donut, then answering a phone behind him, to which it's Marge, asking him to pick up ice cream on the way home from work. But I thought, see, right, just a side note, I thought Homer was in the cafeteria at this point, not in, a, in his office. So how did Marge know the number for that specific phone? But that's the one thing you're questioning. Yeah, I know, series. I know, I know, I know, I know. It just, it just. It makes you think. It makes you think. <laughs> it's education. That's the educational content we were talking about no. in the previous episodes. Go away. Homer wants to know why they're picking up ice cream. Obviously, he's loving it, but why is Marge getting him to pick up ice cream? Turns out Patty and Selma are calling over to show them their photos from their trip away to Mexico. They have like eight carousels of photos. Obviously, it's not like nowadays where it's you bring your phone and just swipe across. You have to yeah. bring the carousels goes to homer walking into the quickie mart after work saying hello to apu and going to pick up ice cream however he passes crusty the clown at the microwave but crusty has he's like heating a burrito or something but he's like got this mask over his eyes but you can obviously clearly tell it's crusty yeah um and there's like ominous music playing so you're like oh homer eats the ice cream at the register <laughs> while talking like to apu but before he gets to the register, he passes Krusty again and he's just sitting reading this magazine and laughing at it. And then he's slobbering to Apu about his wife's sisters, as in Homer is, which he calls the gruesome twosome. Yeah, the gruesome twosome. Sounds like a weird um, two girls, one cup scenario. Ew, Ryan! <laughs> Krusty then comes up behind Homer. As Homer walks away, stands on his foot, Krusty like, starts getting really, really angry. Like, ah, you bitch. Yeah, basically. And then, you lousy stinking brute. And Homer goes, oh yeah, that, that's fine, I'm sorry pal, but looks down and spots Krusty's got a gun, and then he's like, ah, chip! Yeah. And then jumps into the nearby crisp shelf. Yeah, he really wasn't or the chips. being the hero of this story, nope. was he? he was like, I'm out of there. Yeah. Krusty obviously then turns to Apu, pointing the gun at him, and asks for all the money in the register. Apu's compliant, gives him all the money, Krusty runs away, Homer emerges from the chips. What? Just <laughs> Homer emerges from the chips. Cuts then back to the Simpsons house where Patty and Selma are showing the family the photos of the carousel. It's literally to the point where it's like, this is us by the poo. This is us taking a sip of our pina colada. This is us setting down our pina colada after taking the sip of the pina colada. This is me finishing the pina colada, taking the last sip of the pina colada that you saw me drinking earlier five slides ago. Homer then is still outside the quickie mark describing to a police officer what the robber looked like you know a sketch artist and obviously it looked like crusty because i mean who the fuck else is it gonna look like i'm surprised he didn't know straight away considering that in this next part of the episode we see that 
Bart's room is covered in crusty memorabilia. Well, that's what Homer says. He, he kind of turns and goes, wait, uh, that, that's my kid's hero. Yeah. That's Crummy the Clown. No, wait, Crusty the Clown. Yeah. And Ew, then... It's so gross when you think about it. His name's Crusty. Yeah. Crusty. Crusty Crab. Crusty's pouring himself a nice beverage at home, all looking nice. And then SWAT teams burst into his house and arrest him for robbing the Quickie Mart. Mm-hmm. Which, would that... Is that... Uh, you know it happens it wouldn't be a SWAT team no no I meant just is that a a, a good enough response for an armed robbery of a of a small convenience store that's what I'm saying it wouldn't be a SWAT team it would just be the officers turning up and knocking on your door they wouldn't burst in surely unless because they know I don't know how it works in America obviously because there are guns involved that they know he's armed Mm. so they don't give him a chance to then get his gun they burst in ah true yeah true then cuts to Homer standing in a police lineup, to which Police Chief Wiggum tells him to send in the clowns. There's literally, I can't look at a police lineup without thinking of Brooklyn Nine Nine with them singing the police. <laughs> tell zone. me why. Number five. So Homer is pissing himself looking at the clowns because they're all really funny, but he identifies Krusty as the guilty criminal. Then Homer goes into the house just as Panny and Selma finish off their slideshow. Homer turns on the TV to show them what they had seen earlier, but then he's like, oh, wait, shit, Bart's going to see this. I'm Krusty's Bart's hero. Yeah. Fuck. Let's get out, get out of here, Bart. Yeah. Shoot. And then Bart's like, no, what are you talking about? I love Krusty. And then he sees that Krusty has just been arrested. And he's like, yeah. wait, what? So then they show the CCTV camera footage of him robbing the store. So it's kind of proof yeah. right there. And Bart's like, no, Bart Krusty. Bart literally would not last well today with the like, cancel culture. all of the celebs who get cancelled for less than robbery. I mean, look at Krusty. He would have tweeted some racist shit. Yeah, like, no, like he, he totally would have. He would be the worst person. <laughs> he would have, like really hated kids like tweeted actively about hating children yeah a hundred percent he would have been cancelled a long yeah. time ago bart goes to bed all sad and disappointed and this is where you see as zoe said crusty merch just everywhere yeah. absolutely everywhere and then Which we didn't see in the last episode and i'm not seeing a pet frog in the corner but we have a stop <laughs> we have established that was just to basically make fun of the to french move, to move the plot forward not it wasn't to move any plot exactly. forward, it was just to make so fun of the French. I, I know it was to make fun of the French. Oh, that's not, it's not okay. I'm not saying it's not pointless, I'm that's... just saying that was the butt of the joke. <laughs> Bart then pulls a string from the crusty doll he's holding, which says his catchphrase that I didn't do it, to which Bart replies, I wish I could believe you. That's actually really sad. Do you feel sorry for Bart? I mean, you did the last episode, but do you know? No, because he needs to fucking get over himself. If I can stop listening to the Lost Prophets, he can stop watching Krusty. <laughs> yeah, but there was more evidence. And plus, the guy from Lost Prophets didn't arm robbery a convenience store. He, was he a did nonce. something else. He was a nonce. <laughs> I still had to stop listening to them. So then it cuts to the news show the next day saying Krusty gets busted. Title of the show. Telling everyone about Krusty's trial. Now, then it shows Krusty's upbringing, kind of his past and how he got into TV. And there was a poster of Krusty saying, give a hoot, read a book. When this is actually a reference to the advertising slogan of Woodsy Oil, which I think is an American thing. Uh-huh. Give a hoot, don't pull it. What? Yeah. Don't, don't pull it. Don't pull what? Don't pull it, like pollution. Don't pull it. Oh, I thought you said don't pull it. Oh, right. I was <laughs> like, what? As in like the trigger? <laughs> Do not touch Willie. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> so confused. He also explains that Krusty had a near-fatal heart attack in 1986 on air, might I add. Yeah, they were all cheering. Yeah, well, they thought it was a joke. Yeah. Getting him to get a pacemaker 
added into his heart in order to survive. Pacemaker is incredible, by the way, just oh, technology. So Reverend Lovejoy's on the news making a speech about Krusty being the clown prince of corruption. Kind of reminds me of the Joker. Mm-hmm. And should be a public burning of Krusty's products. Like, like the Salem Witch with, Trials. What is with churches and burning things? It, I know. It's very symbolic. Yeah, it's ironic because hell. Yeah. Maybe that's why. They're mm. condemning it to hell. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So Bart and Lisa are at the court. Well, just outside the courthouse. Seeing yeah. Krusty being taken in by the police. No makeup. No smile. He really looks small so feet. normal. Yeah. He's got really small feet as well. And he's yeah. just kind of dancing up, obviously, because clowns wear big shoes. Yeah. And could we, fun fact, I don't know if you noticed this, Krusty's prison number is A113. No way! Yeah. Oh, for those who don't know, that's the um, the classroom in California Arts College, the animation room. That's where they teach animation. And that's where a lot of the famous animators in Disney, obviously yeah. in The Simpsons. Even like and, Tim Burton and yeah, stuff. All, they all went there. Yeah. So that's a... I mean, so if you see it in a lot of Pixar films, I one one three, but it's like a lot more than just Disney animators went to yeah. Cal Arts. That's I mean, there, cool. there's no way you guys have not seen a movie and not seen a one one three somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's even an American Dad, for God's sake. Is it? Yeah. Cool. In the courtroom, Krusty pleads not guilty, and obviously Homer has to take the stand as a witness, saying he definitely saw Krusty rob the store. That night, Marge and Homer are packing all the kids' Krusty merch into a bag to bring to the the bonfire <laughs> you know against the insane criminal genius that is crusty the clown mm-hmm. which by the way insane criminal genius and he armed robbed a convenience store with a tiny mask yeah. above over his eyes not really a genius but sure no but there's a reason for that spoiler alert yeah back again to the courtroom crusty has been told to look at exhibit b of the um, evidence shown in front of him. Krusty gets confused as he doesn't actually know which one is B. Turns out he's entirely can't illiterate. Read, yeah. He can't read it all. Which is strange because surely he has a script or a teleprompter for the show. Well, which is kind of impressive if he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, earlier when he said, give a hoot, read a book. He, he's yeah. like a very big advocate for children for reading, reading, but he's but illiterate. It's because he doesn't want you to end up like him. Like, you get that vibe. Yeah. Krusty really hates himself. It's oh, yeah. really sad. Jury then finds Krusty guilty, because obviously they would, especially it's with the CCTV. in the video. <laughs> yeah. The next day, Lisa and Maggie are watching the Krusty show, finding out that Sideshow Bob is actually taking the front line. Mm-hmm. It's now the main face of the show, talking all posh. I mean, it's just Kelsey Grammer's delicious vocals. Oh, he has it such a so good voice. Does he do audiobooks? I'm going to look into this, because oh. I want to sleep to them. It's like butter. Yeah. So the Krusty show is now all very educational. And it's now obviously being taken over by Sideshow Bob. Mm-hmm. Bart comes in calling Lisa a traitor. But Lisa's like, what the fuck you doing? Slaps Bart in the face being like, you need to I calm down. I literally wrote at this part, Lisa actually did what I wanted to do for this entire episode with Bart. Slap Like, him. he was doing my head in. It was like, yeah, it freaking sucks. We know as well, our generation as well as anyone, knows what it's like to have your heroes who then get cancelled for something shitty that they've done fucking get over it like we've had to (laughs) yeah but i suppose back then not many people would it was less of a thing so maybe that's why just like this day and age i'm getting annoyed at it being like look like i said before if i had to stop listening to the fucking lost prophets you can bloody well stop listening to to crusty at this point innocent till proven guilty yeah at this point he was proven guilty but anyway bart then convinces Lisa to help him prove Krusty's innocence as Lisa is smarter than him. So they then go to the Quickie Mart and find on the side of the microwave so that anyone with a pacemaker cannot use the microwave because what? it'll interfere. 
why is that is that real yeah yeah is that real is that real uh usually yeah uh with some microwaves because the waves can interfere with the the technology and the pacemaker wow don't ask me the science behind it i don't know i just know that interesting some can i've never seen that anywhere in my life but then again when do i go into a shop where they don't have stuff heated for you yeah it's not like there's a microwave sitting yeah that's very true actually but um crusty obviously has a pacemaker yeah. but the robber was using the microwave to heat up a burrito in the cctv footage so mm-hmm. it couldn't have been crusty mm-hmm. they also noticed that the robber was reading a magazine in the cctv footage Krusty's illiterate but crusty's illiterate so the it's kind of it took mm. two like eight-year-olds to work this out yeah and not the justice system yeah like, well we've ugh. seen how bad police wiggum police wiggum police chief wiggum yeah, is he really doesn't care much does he as Bart and Lisa arrive at the crime scene, though, as in the Quinky Mart, I don't know if you noticed, but the music from Mission Impossible can be heard in the background. No, I didn't notice. It's like, dun, 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 dun. It's not, like, right in your face. It's, like, really quite... Subtle. Lisa then kind of agrees with Bart and goes, hmm, maybe Krusty was framed and maybe he is innocent. So he was saying, does he have any enemies? And Bart's like, well, no, but there's only one person that would know, and that's Sideshow Bob. Yeah. So they then cut to Sideshow Bob being, like, a really fancy chair and backdrop at the crusty shoe 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 mm-hmm. reading a large novel i think it was death of a titan man in the iron mask so the crusty shoe was obviously a lot more educational now it's more i um, actually quite liked it when he was reading the stories it was kind of like you know on cbb's whenever they get like james mcavoy or tom hardy to read the kids nighttime stories mm-hmm. i'd watch it especially for kelsey well for kelsey Grammer's voice yeah, yeah for sure so side job side job side, side job, side job. Sideshow Bob gets up and starts singing to the to the audience, basically saying goodbye. It's Happy- gonna be like, "Baby, I hear the blues are calling." <laughs> Toss salad <laughs> and scrambled eggs. <laughs> After the show, Sideshow Bob is signing autographs for kids, and it's all fabulous. You know, he's he's a hit, and his agents going, "Oh, you're you're doing amazing." And he's like, "Oh, but per crusty," and he's like, "Oh." <laughs> and then he gets really like weird about it. Yeah, he like gets he gets all dramatic, dramatic, and then he opens his uh, his sort of showroom door. Mm-hmm. Closes it and then just starts maniacally laughing in his in his own room yeah. because he's like, Classic. ha 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 ha. I've got to say, that is the best evil laugh behind Isn't Mark Hamill's Joker. So that good. Is definitely the best evil yeah, laugh. Yeah, for sure. It goes to Sideshow Bob in front of the contractors getting more like Bob merch. And then he puts his big ass feet on the table. So Bob looks like, well, he's like size 15 or some shit. Yeah. You know size what they say? 62. <laughs> you know what they say about men with big feet? Big hair. So... Bart and Lisa have just, you know, walked in. Bob replies that he's got a show in a couple of minutes, so he can't speak. And he goes, oh, yeah. But here's, here's, some, here's free some free tickets. tickets. I the own show. the fucking gig now. Yeah. Here's some free tickets. So then it goes to Sideshow Bob then starting a show with the same, you know, who do you love? But, sorry, whom do you love? Mm-hmm. Sideshow Bob's, you know, trying to act all amazing and he sees that there's a very young child looking very sad in the audience. Which it's is, Bart! Which, Bart! He approaches Bert in the stands and says he's doing a segment exploring pre-adolescent turmoil. He calls it Choices. <laughs> that, that actually made me laugh out loud. Yeah, it did. Like, Choices. I, I th- and you made me rewind it, but you were like doubled over. That's because like, it's hilarious. It is. I call it 
choices. The thing about that is, I think that was the first time you properly laughed out loud. Yeah. And I had to just save that and bit in my memory. of course it was Sideshow Bob that made me of laugh Of course it loud. was. So he invites Bart up to the stage to chat, kind of like a therapist chair. And Bart says that he's upset by what happened to Krusty. And, you know, he's doing some investigating. As it looks like Krusty has been framed. To Bob's like, framed? No. Not been framed at all. But Bart says, well, there's evidence of reading and using the pacemaker but bob makes excuses being like oh you know there's photos in the magazines and crusty was never one to follow rules you know trying to keep the heat off yeah. you know bob makes a speech about how we should all remember crusty as a lovable clown and not a hardened criminal but of course he's just trying to take the heat off something seems mm-hmm. very sus at this Quite point sus. i would call a, a group meeting yeah. to discuss it so emergency group meeting Bob then goes... Bob is sus. Bob then says he's got some mighty big shoes to fill. Yeah. He's like, I was doing my tasks. I was in electrical. (laughs) It then causes Bart to have like a massive epiphany of Homer on the CCTV camera footage standing on the end of Krusty's shoes in the store. I literally took note at the start of the episode because it didn't come up again. So the the reading came up and the fact he microwaved a burrito. But I was like, are we all going to forget the fact that homer stood in his foot and there must be a reason behind that i was convinced and then once this started to happen i was like oh shit there is a reason as to why homer stood in his foot yeah so when homer stands on the end of his shoes we have seen big shipyard big shipyard Uh, we have seen or in in the episode earlier that crusty had really small feet when he doesn't have his clown shoes on yeah he just wears big clown shoes exactly but bob has really large feet yeah so the he had to stand on the edge of his foot mm-hmm. in order to do that. So then Bart goes, oh my God, you did it. And then Bart grabs the mic off Bob and tells the whole crowd what he just found out is revelation due to basically Bob's his big up. ugly feet. Yeah. The one the one thing that got me though is how did Bob dress up as Krusty? That's a good costume. Like That's what I was thinking because he has a lot more hair than Krusty. Yeah. Krusty is like the three bits that come off his head. Yeah. And he has the weird beard bit. And he's a lot taller and he has like a different shape body and everything. But you know what? It's a cartoon. <laughs> well, I'll go with you on that. But um, Especially because I meant to be on that side. <laughs> that also, um, earlier when we were saying it wasn't a very good disguise, like you could still tell it was Krusty. Obviously, that's why he wanted mm. people to know it was Krusty. Yeah, true. Obviously, he wanted to try to frame Krusty. Yeah. He wanted to make it so obviously Krusty that even when he masked the eyes... It was so obviously crusty. Yeah, it wasn't moist at all. It was just crusty. So it cuts to the police watching the show and in their, you know, eating donuts. Who then obviously are like, shit, he's right. Let's go arrest him. So Bob then admits to the crowd that he did it as Krusty was always making a fool out of him. To which he said he would have gotten away with it too. If it, if it wasn't for, the... for you meddling kids. Which is a reference to. Scooby-Doo. It is indeed. Fantastic reference there. Shout out to Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. It was the greatest film of all time. Cruts to Krusty then coming out of the courtroom, which is strange it because Cruts to Krusty. It Cruts to it Cruts to Krusty. <laughs> it Cruts to Krusty coming out of the courtroom, <laughs> which is strange because like you wouldn't be in the courtroom, you'd be in jail, surely. Yeah, but um, I think they did because like you know how people go through the courtroom into jail. Yeah, but it's like they take them to a van. <laughs> Everyone's apologizing to him, you know, Wiggum and Homer are kind of like, oh, I'm sorry you got put into jail, and Homer says... Here, silver lining and all this, his merch is about to go through the roof. Oh, his seals. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 
the ratings and everything on that TV show. Well, to be fair, would his merch not went through the roof anyway because all the people would have bought it to then burn it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're all going to have to buy it again. Yeah, true. So Homer then says to Krusty that he's um, he's sorry that he fingered him in court. You didn't realise that bit. I think you were taking notes on something, but I literally just went, you what now? And like that's not me what? changing the words. That is, he literally says, Christy, I'm sorry I'm for sorry fingering you in I court. I fingered you in court. And I was like, Cho- choices. <laughs> Word choices. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors oh, in court. Obviously, that was a way of him saying, I'm sorry, I blamed you and, you know, but stuck the finger at I'm you. I'm sorry I pointed at you when they asked me to point Yeah, he literally it. fingered him yeah. with his finger. Stop. No, but not like that. Like He pointed at him, right? Yeah, that's what point. I said. He fingered him. Krusty then turns to thank Bart, giving him a signed photo of them together. And then it cuts to Bart putting it on his bedroom wall and going to sleep all peaceful with and happy. With all of his Krusty merch. With all of his Krusty merch. So yeah, Bart obviously bought them all again. Yeah. Most of the plot for this episode, including a reoccurring clown character being framed by a co-worker with at least one robbery and the main characters discovering evidence of the frame-up and proceeding to clear the clown's name and expose the real crook was similar to a Garfield and Friends season 2 episode Binky Goes Bad (laughs) so I'm not actually sure which one goes first or which one comes first but pretty much the same premise Yeah. was there any lawsuits? uh, not that I know of that's good, everyone was civil (laughs) yeah Unless they're both made by Fox. Oh, yeah. So that's the episode all over. Done. One of the best episodes of season one. Mm-hmm. Now, so we would. How many Kelsey Grammers would you give it out of 10? <laughs> eight. Eight. I would give it eight Kelsey Grammers out of 10. Ooh. Eight Frasers. That is a spicy meatball. That is. What? That is. Because that, it's high? That's good. A spicy meatball? Yeah. It's, mwah, it's as much mwah as it is. Ah. <laughs> What what makes you give it 8 out of 10? I have been very excited for Sideshow Bob and I like him a lot. So this was a good episode. Did this episode change any of your opinions? It didn't change my opinions. It just, it was the most enjoyable out of these episodes we've watched. And it was the one I actually liked. Bart did my head in. I had no time for him. But if it wasn't for Bart, I guess... Like, an innocent man would be in jail. So, mm. it's good that he didn't give up. A semi-innocent was... man. I don't know if Krusty is considered innocent. All right, yeah. <laughs> Still a bit noncy. But I, 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 I enjoyed this one a lot more. But I really do like Sideshow Bob. Like, there's a reason why, whenever we were in Florida, he was the only character when we went to the Simpsons part, like, uh, that I wanted to get a photo with. Because in my head, I already had that I liked him. Very good casting, having Kelsey as sideshow yeah it was very enjoyable i do like sideshow as a character like i understood all of that and stuff i i don't like crusty but it was kind of nice to see a vulnerable side of him and how much these kids looked up to him and stuff and things like that like i said bart did do my head in with the fact that he kept rhyming on about no crusty's my hero because it is still a case of he's still a shit person yeah no i'll I'll stick with my eight out of ten well actually funny enough originally homer was actually meant to be crusty in disguise what as in like live it like like in south park the dad is lord yes 
it was meant to be so homer was meant to have a double eye yeah it's like crusty because he he looks like homer yeah it nearly has the exact head shape and um like the face and the hair kind of it would just be where homer's hair kind of is yeah so he he has what he was meant to be crusty when did they change that they i think they changed it before they even actually started the first pre-production yeah Yeah. it was like before they even started the first season the reason why they were going to do it that way was because Bart looks so much up to Krusty, but but not his not dad. his dad, and his dad is kind of just like oh fuck, it's Homer. Like he calls him Homer, he doesn't even call yeah, him dad. Yeah, no, he always calls him Homer. He so, calls him dad when they're having a heart to heart. I think he calls him dad in the first season, but after that, he calls him Homer. Yeah. So there was this idea that Homer was actually going to be Krusty. Yeah. And that's cool. it was just going to be this change of the way Bart looks at his dad compared to looks at his hero, who even though it's the same person. Uh, that's cool yeah so but i'm gonna take the 8 out of 10 as a win i'm gonna take it as a proper win this time <laughs> and i all <clears throat> thanks to sideshow bob all thanks to sideshow bob go on kelsey grammar for president hashtag let's, kelsey grammar let's for president. see if he can keep it up oh i think he will any other episode i know oh, the i know the die bart die thing i i because you keep quoting i've got to say and i am speaking for every single simpsons fan out there when i can say the sideshow bob episodes mm-hmm. have to be the best episodes see i and, already would agree with that yeah like they are they're automatically when they have bob in it it's just they're some of the best well-written episodes I, i've ever you've of the simpsons just yeah they're just amazing okay that's so good. you will really enjoy them. Cool. So guys, thank you for listening. And yes. stay tuned for we're next week. Definitely ending this one on a high. This yeah. these were two really solid episodes. And we've got one more left. I know. I'm in, I, I am I am in a good mood here. You're in a good mood. I'm and good I've mood. nearly finished season one of The Simpsons. So you're in a good mood. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> well, stay tuned, guys, for next week when we're going to look at episode thirteen. Which is, of course, the last episode of season one. Which that is, was meant to be the first episode. That was meant to be the first episode, which is some enchanted evening. But mm. that we're not just going to do one episode. What I'm going to do, Zoe Woods, yes. is I'm going to create a small quiz on oh. the entirety of season one. Oh my god! So far, yeah. Well, not so far because it is season one. Yeah. And we'll see how well you can actually remember instead of okay. So you, so your opinions are actually valid if you can actually okay get the answers to these questions. Okay, and then what do what do I win if I get a good score? Pride. Do I, do I graduate as a Simpsons like novice? No. No. You get pride. Okay. You're a Simpsons nonce. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Great. So guys, you can follow us on Instagram at the Impossible Podcast. And on Twitter, at ImpossiblePod. And yeah, we're over on Facebook as well. So uh, catch us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And those of you listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could give us a little five-star rating, that would be amazing. It would really help us to get this podcast out to a wider audience. And if you guys have any feedback at all, make sure to leave comments or you know, uh, drop us an email or anything like that. Our emails are in the... In about do- sections in the, doobly-doo. in the doobly-doo of facebook and if you just want to drop us any feedback of anything you would like to hear or like to hear us talk about yeah, or see, even any ideas for the last episode yeah would be cool yes we will catch us next week but thank you guys yes thank you for listening bye, bye. <laughs>